Already, there was distance between them. He could not jump up and run to his mother, as he would have liked to very much. His family must have felt the same. Lobsang Samten, closest to Lamo in age and his constant playmate, looked indignant at not being allowed to sit up on the throne with his kid brother. In the palace, dignitaries from far and wide stood respectfully, while high officials conducted the coronation ceremony. Everyone had brought presents. Horses, cattle, gold, silver, precious stones and rare manuscripts for the boy chosen as the 14th Dalai Lama of Tibet. Lamo looked at his gifts with growing boredom. And then something caught his fancy. A Meccano model construction set gifted by the British representative, who must have realized that he may be no less than the Dalai Lama, but was only a boy. In Lhasa, there was jubilation that the seat of the Dalai Lama, which had been empty for seven long years, was occupied once more. The regent rejoiced because his long search for the incarnation of his master, the 13th Dalai Lama, had finally come to an end. Lamo's family felt honoured and blessed that the highest incarnation in Tibet had chosen their humble home to be born into. And as for Lamo, he looked forward to playing with his Meccano set. It stirred his interest in all things mechanical, and growing up as the Dalai Lama of Tibet, one of his favourite pastimes was to take machines apart to see how they worked, and putting them together again with the hope that they would still work. Lamo's birth had been eventful. It is believed that the village where an important monk will incarnate will see misfortune for a few years before the birth. And so it was with the Takstar village in the province of Amdo. For several months before Lamo Dhontup was born, the village experienced many disasters, including long seasons of drought. There were hailstorms too, and much livestock was lost. People wondered at the strange turn of events. Could it be that all this was pointing towards the birth of someone important? Or were they merely paying the price for their sins? The family of Chokyong Shering, too, suffered considerably, and the master of the house himself lay on his deathbed. It was in the month of July 1935, and the rains lashed outside as Deki gave birth to a boy. At the same time as the child was born, Chokyong found himself miraculously cured of all his afflictions. Outside, the weather cleared and a rainbow had appeared in the sky. The villagers came to Chukyong's house to see this special child who had brought good fortune to Takstar. He was named Lamo Thontup, which means wish-fulfilling goddess. Chukyong was so relieved at things changing for the better that he named his son after the goddess Palden Lamo who is considered an important goddess in the pantheon of Tibetan deities. When Lamo was two years old, a group of travellers stopped at his house one day. This was a common practice in Tibet, where in the absence of hotels and restaurants, travellers would often stop for shelter and meals at people's homes. Deki welcomed the wary travellers warmly. Lamo, curious and not at all shy, walked over to one of the servants, a smiling man with kind eyes, who was accompanying the travellers. Settling on his lap, Lamo's little hands reached for the rosary around the servant's neck, and he asked for it. 
I'll give it to you if you tell me who I am, said the servant. You are Sarah Aga, answered the boy, a monk from Sarah Monastery. And who is that? asked the servant, pointing to the master. That is Losang, replied the boy. Looking pleased, the servant, who was actually a senior monk named Kesang in disguise, removed his rosary and handed it to Lamo. He then spent the rest of the day watching the boy play. The next morning, the travellers set off on their journey. And to Deki's surprise, Lamu ran behind them crying that he too be allowed to go with them. A few weeks later, a group of monks came to their home. They were dressed in robes that indicated their high rank and importance. They asked for Lamu.